came here for some music. It kind of happened really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker. Good to be back after a week's vacation. Let's get it on here. Metallica has announced it'll play an intimate concert November 4th. Hard Rock Live, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. 7,000-seat venue for Metallica. Those tickets go on sale Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, but if you're in their fan club, also known as Fifth Members, you can get yours early. There's a pre-sale starting on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We're all watching the border because many of you have got uh, tickets for maybe Eagles, the Hotel California Tour, first weekend of October, and now the Stones have announced the resumption of their tour and uh, that Minneapolis date is on October 24th. I happen to have tickets for both. Maybe you do as well, but it all depends on will we be able to get across the border? And maybe if we can, maybe you hit Florida for this Metallica show. Meantime, Kirk Hammett and Robert Trujillo are looking to the future. They appeared on NBC Sports last week. Don't know why, but during the interview, Kirk said Metallica has not reached its peak. He said, man, it's crazy when you think about four decades He said, I swear to God, it seems like just yesterday and we were on a tour bus somewhere in the middle of America just trying to keep up with everything. 40 years passed so quickly, it's amazing. He says, what's truly amazing now is the fact that I still feel like we haven't really peaked. We're still real hungry. We still want to make music. We still care about music. We still care about each other. I don't see any signs of us slowing down. We have stuff that we want to do. Well, that's awesome news. ZZ Top is out on tour. They played their latest tour date without Dusty Hill. Apparently, he'd been forced to seek medical attention for a leg-slash-hip injury. Longtime guitar tech Elwood Francis was there in Dusty Hill's place. Also has a beard, so he fit just nice. The band announced in a statement that Dusty is off to address a hip issue. They said in the statement, per Dusty's request, the show must go on with that directive. ZZ Top has put the services of Mr. Elwood Francis, their trusted guitar tech of the past 20 years, into play with his slide guitar, bass guitar, and harmonica playing in full swing. And with Elwood to our right, rest assured, ZZ Top will deliver their good time signature show. Elwood, securing the bottom end, continues the delivery of those famous three chords we all dig. By the way, it's not the first time that ZZ has had to play without Dusty Hill. They had to postpone a run of dates in 2014. Then they changed tour plans again later that year after Hill suffered an injury to his hip in a fall. It's all about the hips with Dusty Hill. Another fall resulted in a fractured shoulder in 2016 that led to more schedule changes. By the way, Billy Gibbons recently reported that ZZ Top's 16th album, Underway, now that he's completed his latest solo LP, Hardware, great record. Billy says, quote, the last laugh has yet to be heard. By the way, while we're talking about Billy Gibbons, he revealed how he got his reverend nickname. He said he was 18 years old when he and his friends became fascinated with the high-power radio stations broadcasting to the U.S. from the Mexican border. Heard it on the X is about that. He said you could buy shows in 15-minute segments after 6 o'clock in the evening. You had someone selling piano lessons. You had someone selling 100 baby chicks for $2. Then the preachers would come on, and someone coerced me into doing it. They said, hey, you ought to go down there and buy 15 minutes worth of airtime. See if you can get somebody to send you money. So Gibbons made a connection with a friend who worked on the docks in Houston who would received a delivery of slippers, but apparently they were all slippers for just the the left foot. How that happens has got to be a different story. So they didn't know at the docks what to do with them. So Gibbons buys them for a dime on the dollar and called them thought-provoking soul slippers. Okay, I'm in. I love that. So then 
This is when Gibbons invented his on-air character, the Reverend Willie G. So he told his listeners, he went and bought that 15-minute segment. He said, quote, I will send you thought-provoking soul slippers with your love offering of five, ten, a thousand dollars or more. We'll stamp your favorite psalm in the soul, and with every step you take, thousands of prayers will go out to Jesus. He added, that was our pitch. And it caught on until the mail delivered a big bag full of cash, and my folks wanted to know where it came from. Remember, he's 18. He said at that point his parents put an end to the scam, although the Reverend nickname survived. How great is that? And finally, this is kind of interesting, Blue Oyster Cult drummer Albert Bouchard has spoken about his experience touring alongside Kiss in the 70s, declared that Gene Simmons is a jerk. Now, famously, Kiss opened for Blue Oyster Cult back in the day, and the third act on that bill, at least on some of them, Rush. Rush, then Kiss, then Blue Oyster Cult. Quite the bill. So, Bouchard... On both Paul and Gene Simmons. First of all, this is what he had to say about Paul. Even after the show, we go to a show and I'd be sitting there with Paul Stanley and going, wow, this guy really thinks he is God's gift. Give it a break, man. Don't tell me how great you are. Really? You don't see me doing that. It's just, we're all here together. I don't know why he felt the, the need. And Gene was the same way. Just felt the need to act superior, to sound superior, something. I don't know. What is that? Why do people do that? And I love his story about Gene Simmons. I'll tell you the craziest thing. Uh, We had this roadie, right, Ronald Binder, in, and uh, he was more like a gopher because he wasn't really physically... uh, You know, he's kind of a slight guy, and he wasn't able to be a roadie, but he could go get stuff for us or he could make phone calls and whatnot and so uh, he we were recording at the record plant kiss was there and so he was downstairs he'd gone out to get somebody's uh, coca-cola or something and uh gene simmons comes in and he's uh making his way through a whole throng of fans and and ronald goes hiram hiram why don't you tell him your real name what was it hiram klein hiram klein come on tell him what's the matter with your real name and so what happened was he chased him into the building and of course Ronald jumped on the elevator and came up to the studio where we were and Gene missed the elevator so he took the next one so Ronald jumps out of the elevator and says you gotta hide me Gene Simmons is gonna try and kill me you know I called him Hiram Klein in, in front of his his fans <laughs> and so, like Ronald just take it easy it's you know so he comes up where is he where is he and we're like Gene come on he's like well he was insulting me I said oh really you are insulted when you're called to Hiram? Is, is that what you're, we would say to your parents? He's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Ooh, snap. Again, that's Albert Bouchard of Blue Oyster Cult, and that is the Classic Rock Files.